start coming and they don't start coming fed to the rules and i hit the ground running didn't make sense not to live for fun your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb so much to do so much to see so what's wrong with taking the back streets you'll never know if you don't go you'll never shine if you don't glow it's the intergalactic boombox kyle aver here what is the most valuable collectible you own First, let's check the voicemail over at the pod page. Link in the show notes. Hey there, Kyle. Mike speaking. So my most sentimental item would probably have to be a NASCAR ticket that I won back in 2013. I won it as a result of placing second place for a singing contest that let me sing God Bless America at a NASCAR race. So that was a very exciting experience for me. And most importantly, I got to bring my father along. So that was a very memorable experience for the both of us. This is Chase from Maryland. The most treasured part of my geeky collection would have to be the autographed art prints I have. Uh, a variety of video game franchises and anime ones, uh, one of which is actually one of your Gohan prints. And we got some replies from the Discord, discord.gg slash or link in the show notes. Will Bill says the PS5. Phantom Slayer says a specific model of a Japanese marble shooting gun figure called a Bidamon. Lady Venom 89 says my coolest collectible thing is an old toy car Ferrari 1980 model. Doodle Master, as of now, I have this animated cell from a season one episode of SpongeBob. All animation is all CG now instead of the old traditional hand-drawn stuff. Usopp Fangirl owns a Polnareff Duga. Polnareff is a character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And a Duga is an original pencil drawing before they went to the animated cell part of the process. And look at the phone ringing off the hook already. Hello? Uh, oh, God, not you. This is Angus from Port Gilder Smoot, just outside Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You are so not Canadian, sir. Okay, you got me. That's just fun to say. You're the kind of guy who takes selfies at funerals, aren't you? I want you to know I am extremely sober. Ah, yes. Push the button to leave a message after the beep, but there wasn't any beep. Okay. I feel ripped off. Anywho, yeah. my most valuable collectible was Danny DeVito's fart. That's a great name for a band. I got it saved in a Mexican Coke bottle. I was walking past his trailer when he was filming. It's always runny in Pennsylvania. Ew. I was wafting in a toxic green cloud. I had to think fast because the market for Danny DeVito memorabilia... That's a thing? ...is booming. So, I whipped out my... Whoa, 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 whoa. please, don't, don't, don't say it. ...empty Mexican Coke bottle. Whew. ...and sealed that air biscuit with duct tape. Well, it does fix everything. Well, I thought it smelled bad on the outside. Thanks for the call, Angus. All right, new question... Are you going to get the new OLED Nintendo Switch? It's only like an inch bigger, right? Seven inch. Higher quality screen, but uh, looks pretty much the same. So are you going to upgrade to the new Nintendo Switch? Do you even own a Nintendo Switch right now and you're going to wait to pick this up? I want to know what you're going to do. So uh, go to the pod page link in the show notes and uh, go to the pod page. Leave a voicemail. 
And if you're too shy, that's okay, too. Just go to discord.gg slash Bear, the intergalactic podcast channel. Type your reply in. Let me know your thoughts about the new OLED Nintendo Switch. Are you going to get one? Are you going to stick with what you have? Screen Rant has a nice chronological listing of what is next on the MCU slate, whether it's TV shows or movies. Of course, Loki just wrapped this week. But debuting August 11th on Disney Plus is the new What If? An animated show. Check the show notes for the awesome trailer. It's got like Tony Stark being rescued by Killmonger. It's got Agent Peggy Carter getting the super serum instead of Captain America. Most of the parts are actually voiced by the original Marvel cast. There's a couple voice matches and all that. From Westworld, Jeffrey Wright, awesome actor, joins the MCU with this show as the voice of the Watcher. He will narrate the series and just kind of casually watch as things unfold in the multiverse, hence the name. And a little bit of bittersweet news. This is the final Chadwick Boseman performance as Black Panther in the series. He actually becomes Star-Lord. After What If Raps, then comes Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner back as Clint Barton and mentor to Kate Bishop being played by Haley Steinfeld. Miss Marvel, based on the character Kamala Khan, one of the more recent creations in the Marvel Comics verse. She'll be played by Iman Villani. Fanboy favorite Oscar Isaac will be playing Moon Knight on Disney+. Tatiana Maslany plays She-Hulk. I am Groot, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+. Secret Invasion! That'll be on uh, Disney Plus 2022, about six episodes long. Ironheart, featuring the character Riri Williams, played by Dominique Thorne. Armor Wars, a Disney Plus series, featuring Don Cheadle's James Rhodey Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine. An untitled Wakanda TV show, probably won't come till 2023. Denai Guerrero, your favorite bald-headed Wakandan, getting her own untitled show as of now. There's a show focusing on the character of Echo, a deaf Native American and Latina superhero, played by Alakwa Cox. Now, as far as the MCU, of course you got Black Widow in theaters and on Disney Plus right now. September 3rd, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The Eternals releases November 5th. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th next year. Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th. 2022, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, or Black Panther 2, July 8th, 2022, The Marvels, slash Captain Marvel 2, next November 11th, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, February 17th, 2023, and Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Noah Hawley is an acclaimed showrunner, most recently of Fargo fame, a critical darling, but what put Noah Hawley on the map for me was a groundbreaking Marvel show with FX's Legion a few years back. Definitely not your typical superhero fare. If anything, it's more of a drug trip, genre-bending musical that almost kind of defies description. Yeah, it wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but golly gee, I love that show. Even the second and third seasons. Now, Noah Hawley has let loose quite the announcement. He's going to be showrunning an alien TV series for FX, which is Fox, which is Disney. So let's all sing Circle of Life. The show is said to take place on Earth and definitely not feature Ripley. So let's just all get that out of our heads. I've watched the Alien movie series fall off the rails for decades now. And this is the first time I can truly say I'm excited to see where the franchise goes. The future of the big screen is on the little screen. What can I say? A New Zealand mum has reportedly named her three children, Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera. That's 
Not love. Well, okay, it is pretty sweet. Until they act up, you know. Pantera, don't pick your nose. Slayer, don't make me pull this car over. Metallica, stop painting the dog. The news was shared by Kiwi filmmaker David Ferrier, who met an unidentified woman making this claim. He directed Netflix's 2018 documentary series Dark Tourism. Says he has seen the birth certificates of these children and can verify it's totes legit. The government in New Zealand actually says you can legally name your baby anything, as long as it isn't generally considered offensive or resemble an official rank or title. But think of the children, man! Kids named after rock bands, they're going to need their own brand of therapy. Metal health will drive you mad! Authorities in Ukraine confiscated over 5,000 units of computer equipment, including 3,800 PS4s, during a cryptocurrency farm raid. Is that legal? We will make it legal. Actually, no, it's quite illegal there. How does one use a PlayStation to mine crypto? Oh, I know. Unlock all the trophies in every game available or out of print while singing Taylor Swift backwards. That's going to net you a Bitcoin. Because that is how the force works. Richard Donner was a legendary director. We recently lost him at age 91. If you're not familiar with this man, let me take you down memory lane. His feature debut was The Omen. Okay, one of those iconic horror movies from the 70s. He directed the original Christopher Reeve's Superman. Uh, he had his own cut of Superman 2. Lethal Weapon, that other awesome Christmas movie. He directed Scrooged with Bill Murray. The Goonies. Ladyhawk. How's that for a deep dive? And even before all that, he directed a ton of TV shows. We're talking Twilight Zone, Get Smart, The Banana Splits. That's a golden one for my childhood. And oh yeah, Gilligan's Island. An incredible talent and career. Now, if you're younger and haven't seen any of those titles I just mentioned, do yourself a favor and stream some, okay? They just don't make them like they used to. On July 2nd, the open-source recording software company Audacity recently updated its privacy policy. They can collect IP addresses, operating system version, processor, crash reports, and non-fatal error codes and messages. So, user data for app analytics and improvement as well as for legal enforcement. I'm a bit confused since Audacity recording software isn't web-based. But uh, some folks are saying, build a new version based on the source code, which is open source. Engadget suggests alternative software if their new privacy policy is too concerning. Now, Audacity says, well, let's backpedal. We're going to revise the verbiage in that privacy policy. I used Audacity ever since the mid-2000s for doing my VO auditions and podcasting back in the day. I loved it because free is the best price. Crashed a lot. As the years went on, the builds got way more stable. And then when the pandemic hit, voiceover people had to step up their games. I was hearing from some studios, they said, freeware is not good enough for actual remote recording sessions. I beg to differ, but anyway. I currently use Adobe Audition, which has more bells and whistles, but also carries a $21 a month subscription. Yay for tax write-offs? I wish it were a one-time purchase, but it's that catch-22. You don't want to pay a huge sum, so the monthly sub is more attractive, but in the long run, you'll pay way more. Oy, my head hurts. Some of the other alternatives, in case you're worried Audacity is listening and, and spying on you. Don't worry, everything else already is. There's GarageBand, if you're an Apple person. That's more for musicians, though. Logic Pro, Pro Tools, although for me, way too complicated and expensive. Uh, SoundForge, that's another pricey option. I've heard great things about Reaper, which runs about $60 for a license. But back to Adobe Audition, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Don't you hate it when really talented actors turn out to be butt nuggets? 
Stephen Dorff aimed his tood cannon squarely at the superhero genre, saying he felt embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson in Black Widow. He thinks the film looks like garbage. This from a guy who played a villain who turned into a gigantic blubberous blood jello thing in the first Blade movie. Yeah, of course, he's entitled to his opinion, even though he's wrong. He says he'd rather find that kid director that's going to be the next Kubrick, and I'll act for him instead. Now, my question is, is that next Kubrick kid even going to know who Steven Dorff is and even want to hire him? Yeah, it's so embarrassing to be in a movie that uh, during a pandemic grossed over $80 million in theaters. Oh, yeah, and another $60 million on Disney+, Plus. so everyone paying an extra $30 on top of the monthly subscription. Oh, the shame! I want to give extra shout-outs to the folks who have actually donated sats to this podcast using a Podcasting 2.0 app so they can enjoy all the cool next-gen features of podcasting with chapters and image links and donating micropayments to the podcaster and uh, developers. The folks over at podcastindex.org, good old Dave Jones and Adam Curry and a whole team of amazing devs. Dave said he's dropped over 47,000 sats listening to this podcast. Chad Farrow does 50 sats a minute on the Podfriend app. Also, stemr underscore 42 does 10 sats a minute with a 1K boost on Podfriend. If that all sounds alien to you, please check the links in the show notes that can uh, explain further how easy it is to get set up to send micropayments, satoshis. We're talking fractions of a fraction of a fraction of a penny sent on these next-gen apps that are absolutely free. Apple and Spotify and Google and all the other big companies do not have these features. But you just have to go to newpodcastapps.com. You got mobile. You got desktop. This is an evolution, my friends, of podcasting. If you donate sats to the show, you'll get a special shout-out. Make sure and tweet at me, at BoomboxPod on Twitter. Leave a voicemail on our pod page. Sign up for our newsletter. Links in the show notes. Until next time, I'll catch you on the flippity-floppity.